when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Trusted by generations of farmers. Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Putting your animal nutrition needs first. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up later in the programme, a number of KT-approved events scheduled for coming days. IFA President Joe Healy on the recent McCroom CAP budget meeting, the open meeting for farmers, and also some ploughing news. Our top story, Dairy Gold Sheep Seminar planned for McCroom. Matt Lawley, Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager, has details of the upcoming seminar. Yes, indeed, uh, John. I just want to tell our listeners about the Dairy Gold Quality Feed Sheep Seminar entitled Higher Flock Profits for 2019 in the Riverside Park Hotel McCroom next Thursday, the 24th of January, starting at 6.30 in the evening. If people would like to come along and visit the trade stands, and our first speaker then will start at 7 p.m. Uh, I'm delighted to say that we have three top-class speakers with us on the, the night. First of all, we'll have Professor Tommy Boland of UCD speaking on achieving maximum performance from the flock in 2019. Now, Tommy joined us last year as well at, in our sheep seminar uh, back in the Abbey Hotel in Ballyvourne, and his very relaxed manner is a joy to behold in the way he can transfer knowledge and uh, following Tommy, we will have Darren Carty, the sheep editor of the Irish Farmer's Journal. And his talk is entitled Sheep Marketing Overview and Opportunities for 2019. And Darren, on this week's Farmer's Journal, on page 70, is speaking about the sheep welfare uh, scheme. He's also talking about accurate feeding levels and housing and he actually mentions UCD's Tommy Boland and uh, highlighting the risk of underestimating your weight. It is important to accurately estimate your yours live weight and check the live weight your feeding program is based on. And our final speaker, John, is our very own Corman Postel, who is the Dairy Gold Ruminant Nutritionist. And Corman will be basing his talk on spring flock nutrition. Now, if our listeners want to come a little earlier, from 6.30, we will have a vast array of trade stands, which will include veterinary products, minerals, lamb milk replacer, Gibney Engineering will be there showing their range of feeding trucks, sheep hurdles, 
uh, drinkers. There will also be an array of the dairy gold quality feeds and the raw ingredients. So uh, our farmers can see the raw ingredients going into our, our feeds. And uh, we will also be helping farmers with uh, fertilizer planning, animal health advice, and uh, nutritional advice. And John, very importantly, this is a KT event, a knowledge transfer event. Uh, obviously, we will have uh, uh, raffles on the night as well. We'll be giving you some dairy gold gift cards. But for our sheep farmers, this is a night not to be missed. As I say, it's a knowledge transfer event where they can meet the department and sign up for the event. And it's all happening Thursday next, January the 24th, in the Riverside Park Hotel, McCroom. If they want to come early, as I say, from 6.30 to visit the trail stand, our first speaker will start at 7 p.m. We're privileged and honored to have Professor Tommy Boland, Darren Carty, from, who is the sheep uh, editor of the Irish Farmers Journal, and Dairy Gold's Cormoran Postal, the Dairy Gold Ruminant Nutritionist. It's a night not to be missed for uh, our, our sheep farmers, so I would encourage everyone to come uh, along next Thursday night, January the 24th, Riverside Park Hotel, McCroom, uh, 6.30 onwards. I might remind your listeners about details of the Darren Carty article. Darren Carty has an article in this week's Irish Farmers Journal which would appeal a great deal to flock owners, to sheep people in terms of information and supplies. And of course, we probably will hear at the meeting about the need to get in a completed sheep census form by 31st of January, by the end of this month of 2019. That is co- quite correct, John. Uh, we're very uh, lucky to have such uh, three excellent speakers in Darren Carty, because if you just read in this week's Farmer Journal on page 70, he gives a very, very comprehensive uh, write-up on the um, sheep welfare scheme. He also gives very adequate coverage to the accurate feeding levels of the flock over the winter and into the springtime and also the importance of having good house space for, for the yours as they lamb down. Uh, UCD's Tommy Boland is a joy to listen to because he has this very easy, relaxed manner in transferring his vast uh, uh, amount of knowledge, and uh, he's an expert uh, in this field. And also Corman Postle, again, a, a man with a very relaxed manner, very informative, but he, he will be telling our sheep uh, farmers all about the dairy gold, quality range of uh, sheep feed and also on the night uh, farmers can actually see the raw ingredients that go into the dairy gold sheep range of feed so all in all uh, the fact that it is on so local in McCroom in the Riverside Park Hotel it is a KT event which is another very important aspect to it and to come along anytime from 6.30 uh, on uh, and uh, obviously the trail stands will be there much later as well. So, um, you know, there's um, there's a great need to, to come early and uh, visit the trail stands, listen to the speakers, and there'll be a, a, cup, of, a cup of tea and light refreshments. And we'll also have a raffle to close out at the night, John. Thank you very much. Very important sheep seminar next Thursday night, January the 24th, in the Riverside Park Hotel, McCrow. Thank you very much indeed, Matt Lawley, Area Sales Manager, Dairy Gold. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, John. The Dairy Gold Board has decided to maintain the base price paid for milk supplied in December at 32 cents per litre, inclusive of 0.5 cent per litre, 
quality bonus in VAT based on standard constituents of 3.3% protein and 3.6% butterfat. The announcement has been widely welcomed by Dairy Gold milk suppliers and farm organisations. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Fianna Fáil Councillor Bernard Boynton, representing Canturk. Now, you've organised a very important event. Well, we've organised an event for James O'Keefe Institute in the Market. It's on the 20, Monday the 28th of uh, January at 8pm. The purpose of the meeting is to give information to farmers, both beef farmers and dairy farmers, with regard to the outlook for 2019. We have Paul Smith, who's the chief economist for the ICMSA attending, who's going to outline to the meeting all the different um, projections for 2019. Uh, we're going to The meeting is going to be about looking forward to see what's going to happen in 2019 with regard to milk price, with regard to the price of beef, and obviously the big, uh, I suppose, elephant in the room that's all over the place at the moment is Brexit. Paul will be dealing with uh, debt and how to manage debt insofar as you can. Absolutely. Well, we'll be dealing with that issue as well and the stress that it's causing for farms and for farm families, debt and the whole idea of the vulture funds and so forth at the moment. We'll be dealing with that issue and how farmers should approach it. We have Paul Smith. We also have uh, the management of, of Cantork Mart who had a very successful year uh, with uh, 30,000 cattle going through the Mart will be in attendance. But the meeting is essentially uh, uh, to enable farmers to get information for their business going forward and I think we had an excellent meeting last year and I was very impressed by Paul Smith and his grasp of the the, the, the economics of farming and, and, and the projections for 2018 obviously they were changed slightly by the drought and so forth and the extreme weather conditions but you know we, we need to deal with the issues of milk price and the price of beef I mean the price of milk uh, the outlook for milk is quite positive this year the you know the, the the markets, the the milk powder. This time last year, we had three hundred and fifty thousand tons of milk powder and in intervention. This year, we there is no powder and in intervention, and there's a huge demand for powder by the Chinese. Milk production is back in the Netherlands. They're back by hundred thousand cows. Back in Germany and France, it's up in Ireland. It's also, I suppose, marginally up. It's up by you know up by six percent in New Zealand. But the overall demand for milk throughout the world is up by between one and a half and two percent. Therefore, um, th- th- what, what Paul Smith is telling us is that the outlook for milk going forward into 2019 is quite positive. I would suggest and I would say to farmers, make an hour available, make an hour and a half available on that Monday night to come along to our meeting in the market to listen to Paul Smith and to hear his, his views and ask any relevant questions that they have. And you refer to Canturk Mart and the fact that Canturk Mart have been doing so well recently. Again, we can't ignore those reports from around the country where one mart, in fact, closed due to insurance and a number of factors. So for the marts, uh, very important that we would recognise where marts are doing well and Canturk Marts, who recently you will have heard, they installed the car parking spaces, which are around Christmas, and for the town of Canturk was a great boost to the general economy and, of course, farmers too, specifically. Well, absolutely. Like Kentork Mart is a hugely successful mart. They built a car park. It's a huge boost to the town of Kentork. It's providing an extra 56 car parking spaces on a daily basis for the town. 
They recently won the best business in Duhalla. But I suppose more importantly from the farmers of Duhalla, we need to maintain the mart and it's very it's a very important you know, facility and uh, for for the farmers to be able to bring their cattle there, sell their calves there, buy their cattle there. You know, it's an incredibly important facility. We, we see the Martin Mount Rat during the week it closed due to uh, uh, insurance costs. I'm sure the Martin can't talk of the same challenges, but we, we, we need to, to I think in Duhalla, we need to maintain our Martin, support our Martin. They had 30,000 cattle last year and I want to compliment the management team of the Martin and the staff who do an excellent job on a weekly basis. And as well as that, I, I, I think, you know, you know, you've guaranteed payment. If you sell your animal, you're guaranteed your payment on Taurus. If you sell your animal to, on Tuesday, you're paid on Friday. So it's all very positive. And it, it's, you know, it would be a huge, I suppose, economic catastrophe for Duhalla if the mart were to close. But I don't see it happening. But I, I, if, if it were, because it's such a vital piece of, uh, it's, it's vital for the economy of Duhalla. When we were arranging our interview, you wanted to refer to the situation regarding the Turkish market, the clampdown on live imports of cattle into Turkey. Well, you know, we, 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 I suppose, with regard to Turkey, like in 2017, they took 30,000 cattle. In 2018, they took 12,000 cattle. And now they're taking no cattle. Live exports are very important. We take Poland. They took no cattle in 2017. They took 2,500 cattle in 2018. 55,000 extra calves went out last year, uh, were exported to, to, to the Netherlands, Spain and so forth. But like what we need to do, and I, I mean, I want to compliment, I suppose, the minister in, in, you know, the Asian markets and so forth. We need to get as many cattle out alive as possible out of this country, because the problem is that this country, we, you know, we are we, we have too many there are because of the expansion of the dairy herd. There are too many calves coming on stream dairy cross calves. We need to get as many as those out as calves as possible to make it viable for the farmers who remain to make some sort of a profit out of farming in the beef industry. Regarding this uh, farming seminar planned for the James O'Keefe Memorial Institute Newmarket, Monday 28th of January. Any other points you feel well, farmers I, I, should I, come along to listen well, to? Well, I, I genuinely think, you know, that, it, that last year we learned a huge amount from Paul Smith and, and the feedback from the meeting last year with Paul was incredibly positive. So I think the farmers need to come along and, and, and hear directly from Paul Smith what the outlook are for both the beef and uh, the dairy industry going forward in 2019. If I'm trying to be positive, I, I don't think a crash out Brexit, I cannot see it happening. I cannot see the House of Commons uh, allowing Britain, Britain to crash out of the EU. But, it, you know, if it does happen and if WTO regulations come in, you know, I'm just looking there at the tariff on, a, on an, R, an R3 bullock would it would, would be um, 700 euro. And the, the the beef industry would be would be just would be absolutely wiped out. But I don't want to focus on that negative. I want to focus on the positive. I cannot see it happening. But if it does, you know, we we have to be prepared for it. But at the same time, you know, we've got to work on the basis that it won't happen because a crash out Brexit, if for both Ireland and Britain, would be an absolute disaster. The Irish Farmers Journal they would predict in the event, hopefully the unlikely event, but in the possible event of a no-deal Brexit, prices for beef, Irish beef prices, could plummet to as low as a catastrophic €2.50 a kg. So like you say, we hope it won't happen. We think positive. But if it did, the WTO tariffs of €780 for the typical 350 kg carcass, disastrous. There's no question about that, you know, but I mean, I don't know enough about the Brexit situation to talk about it. What I'm trying to say to people is we, I've, we've arranged a meeting for the James O'Keefe. We have Paul Smith, the chief economist of ICMSA, speaking to us. He's on the, every single day he's working on, on, on looking at charts and so forth and what the future holds for farming. 
it's a kind of, I suppose as well, the James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe was a former president of the ICMSA in the market and we're having the, the meeting in the market. So it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's amazing. And also, I suppose, it's an opportunity, I'd say, to farmers as well to meet before the, ca- the busy calving season starts. You know, the 1st of February, generally in Duhallow, the calving season starts. It's going to be very busy. It's going to be full on. This is an opportunity on a Monday night to meet. Thank you very much indeed, Councillor Bernard Boyne and Fianna Fáil representing the Cantorque area. Thank you, Bernard, very much indeed. Joining our listeners on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Richard, welcome to the programme. Now, I understand weather was very suitable in Clonakilty last Sunday for their match. Yeah, thank you, John. And um, on last Sunday, Clonakilty Ploughing Association held their 37th annual match um, on the lands of Tom and Liz Nahin at Cashlisk Clonakilty. And uh, I suppose for the second Sunday in a row, we were blessed with very good weather, uh, spring spring-like conditions and grand and dry underfoot and overhead. And uh, it brought out a great number of spectators and uh, there were also, and there were uh, 42 competitors. And the results on the day were the senior tractor, uh, first, Jim Grace, second, John Murphy, third, Kieran Coakley, fourth, Jackie O'Driscoll, fifth, Dennis McCarthy. The under-28, uh, first, George Kirby, uh, second, Aidan O'Donovan. The under-21 class, First, James O'Sullivan, and second, Ian Farrell. The intermediate class, first, Stanley Dean, and second, Johnny O'Donovan. The trailer vintage class in first place was John Wolfe, and second was David Grattan. The open hydraulic vintage in first place, Dennis Cummins, second, Michael Ryan, third, Michael Welch, fourth, uh, Mike Comey, and fifth was a tie between uh, Leslie Wolfe and Marashihi. The combined hydraulic vintage in first place was Pascal Cochran, and the second was Ita Weiserman. Uh, the second, the single for in first place was Damien Ahern, and second was Gordon Jennings. Uh, the ladies' class, uh, first was Ellen Nahin, and second was Rachel O'Driscoll. The three for a conventional class, uh, first Matthew Coakley, second John Cuhan, and third Michael White. The horse class, Coleman Cogan. Uh, the open reversible, first, Jerk Oakley, second, Liam O'Driscoll, and third, Michael Witchley. The under-28 reversible, first, Conroe Farrell, and second, Florence Witchley. The standard reversible, first, Padraig Welsh, second, Jerry Creedon, third, Dan Hurley, and fourth, Tim Lawler. Uh, the marker class, uh, first was David Welsh, second, Keen Harrington, and third, Dennis Cooper. So that completes the results of our Clonkilty match. And then on tomorrow, Sunday, Kilmeen uh, Plan Association are holding their 80th, 80th annual match at Gaelic Rossmoor on the lands of John Bushmore by his kind permission. Uh, the draw for banks is at 10.30, and competitions commence at 11.30. They would like to have the entry in today by 12 o'clock to the following numbers, uh, 087-7751-001, are 87 And those numbers again are 87 or 87 
Mr. Richard White, PRO, Cork West, Ploughing Association. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, thank you very much, John. You're very welcome. Mr. Michael Connolly, Dry Stock Advisor and Environmental Lead Advisor with Chagaskin Skibbereen, joins us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. I understand you want to remind listeners about the deadline for submission of completed sheep census forms. Yes, indeed. Uh, the sheep census forms are due to be returned by the end of the month now, the 31st of January, which is coming up fairly quickly. Now, they were posted out before the new year, so some people might have put them away and maybe forgot about them. Uh, that return has to be made. There's an, an address there in Listowel in County Kerry. Um, there's an envelope with the application form. And basically, the number of sheep on the holding on the 31st of December have to be counted on that date and filled up on the form with a description of what breeds they are, whether they're crossbreeds, lowland, mountain, uh, etc. And it's very important for sheep farmers to, to make this return because that is their way of informing the department that they have sheep for the, the various schemes. So once again, make sure to get it filled and post it off, register the letter. You have to register all letters now going to the department. And if you have access to an online system, you can make the return online, which is very convenient. So that, that's another way of getting it done. Uh, the sheep welfare scheme, just to remind farmers that are in the scheme, that they have measures to complete, generally two measures. A lot of people are scanning yours, for example. And the start of the calendar year is the 1st of February each year. So just watch your dates that if you scanned in January last year in 2018, you should really be scanning in January 2019 to make sure you're hitting the calendar year for the scheme. And other measures such as supplying. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Minerals to yours after breeding were popular. And, uh, you know, that minerals to lambs was another one, creep feeding lambs, so... Whatever measures you completed, you need to have the receipts of the minerals or the meal or the scanning receipt from the, the scanner, signed by the scanner and the date in case of inspection. And there are quite a few uh, sheep inspections happening uh, across the county at the moment. 
there are a lot of events happening in Pagashin in East Cork and West Cork. Starting on next Monday night in Kenturk, there's a dairy seminar, a Duhallow dairy seminar, with the title Sustainable Dairying 2019, 7.30 in the Borby Hall. The speakers are Stuart Childs, Tagish dairy specialist. Uh, his topic is learning from 2018. Uh, Nile O'Regan, an agriculture manager with Ulster Bank, financial planning for 2019. And Ellen Standish, Tagish advisor, Ken Turk, managing workload in the springtime. Also, local advisors Adrian Corton, Neely O'Sullivan will, will be available as well at the meeting. So that's half past seven on Monday night. On Tuesday evening, then, um, we have a number of events. We have a cross-compliance uh, seminar in the Castle Hotel in McCroom at 7 p.m. And uh, we'll have the Department of Agriculture speaking. We'll have Seamus Lorden, local dairy advisor in McCroom, speaking. And uh, I'll be there myself as, as, as lead environmental advisor, covering a little bit maybe on NCP and cross-compliance in general. Also, Leon Giles, who's the ASAP Tagish advisor on, on the water catchments, will be present. So that's 7 p.m. on Tuesday the 22nd. At 8 p.m. on Tuesday the 22nd in the Munster Arms and Bandon, there's a Tillage seminar which will be chaired by uh, John Horgan, Regional Manager Cork West, and we'll have the local Tillage advisor Michael McCarthy, and the tillage specialist, uh, Kieran Collins, in attendance, reviewing the tillage situation at the moment after what has been a pretty good winter. And uh, Barry Rowe and Bandon Co-ops will be represented. That's at 8 p.m. in the Munster Arms. And also on the 22nd, um, there's a meeting in Dromina Community Hall in Dromina County Cork on the, the waters, the local authority waters programme. Uh, it's a community meeting and it's focusing on the River Deal catchment in Cork covering Milford, Jemina and Tully Lease there. And the sustainability advisors uh, will be uh, present. Emer Connery is the sustainability advisor in in East Cork. And um, that meeting is, is at from 7.30pm to 9pm. Uh also on that evening, on, on the same evening, Tuesday evening, the 22nd, we have uh, an alumni meeting in uh, the Clannacilty Agricultural College. Alumni is a program that targets recently qualified um, agricultural students and young farmers in general, uh, you know, to, to get them focused on their future careers in agriculture targeted at farmers between 17 and 35 years of age, 7 p.m., Tuesday, 22nd of January, in the Dara Room. The speakers will be Thomas Corden, Tagish uh, Farm Structures, Michael Fitzgerald, FTC, uh, Tax Department, uh, will cover succession and tax issues, Marie Bull, Butler, Ulster Bank Manager, Assessing Farm Finance, Austin Finn, Macron Pharma, Land Mobility Services, and how the services can help recently... Uh, qualified uh, graduates and um that that meeting is is again on the on the tuesday night um there is a related one a, a little later on january the 26th uh, saturday january the 26th of january at 11 a.m. an alumni farm walk at the farm of michael and tina birmingham uh, Nakanahig for my 
uh, beef to dairy conversion and spring grassland management are the topics and the speakers are Michael Birmingham, why he's converted the dairy and Edmund Moakley, Tagish Advisor, on the infrastructure work that were needed by Michael for the conversion. Also Liz Duffy on the dairy stock and John Maher on the spring grassland plan, all Tagish Advisors and specialists there. We have also national sheep conferences, John, I should mention, um, a little later in the month now, but on the 29th of January in the Tullamore Court Hotel, the Lowland Sheep Conference, and also the same conference in the Clannery Hotel in Letterkenny in Donegal on the 31st of January. These conferences are commencing at 6pm, and they're KT events, uh, so there's a KT sign-in from half five to seven. And the Hill Sheep Conference will actually take place later in February, on the 19th of February, in the Glendalough County Wicklow in the Glendalough Hotel. The same story, 6 p.m. start with a 5.30 sign-in for KT uh, to 7. And incidentally, uh, I should have mentioned that the cross-compliance meeting in, in McCroom on Tuesday evening is a KT event as well. Uh, KT for all sectors, beef, sheep, dairying and tillage. And the KT sign-in will be from quarter to seven. So farmers that wish to sign in should should arrive around half six, quarter to seven to sign in before the meeting um, commences. The forestry advisor for Cork has, Tagish forestry advisor has informed me that there are a number of clinics to be held around the county, commencing on, again, Tuesday the 22nd of January in Cantork, uh, the Cantork office, and uh, Wednesday the 23rd in the McCroom office. Uh, Thursday the 24th in the Fermoy office at Moor Park and Thursday the 31st in the Skibbereen office in, in West Cork. So these these will be uh, one-to-one uh, clinics that um, John will be holding. And if you want to book into those and get a consultation with John, uh, the best thing to do is to ring those offices um, Cantork is 029-50886, McCroom 026-41604, Fermoy 025-4224, and finally Skibbereen 028-21888. So ring the office if you want to make an appointment with John for those uh, for those clinics. Um, and, uh, you know, John will have all the updates on the, the current uh, forestry situation. The topics will be, you know, opportunities, for farmers and landowners on the forestry programme 2014-2020, grants and premiums, interactions with other schemes such as BPS and LOSS, how forestry can improve farm income and the environment, um, how to apply and get the job done first time if you're going ahead with a plantation, and what farmers can expect from their forest crop harvesting and timber sales. Uh, dairy expansion in particular uh, and, and the whole carbon situation, you know, sustainable dairying is the title of that conference on Monday night and um, forestry has a role to play. You know, forestry along a river catchment can form a riparian zone or a buffer zone and it's being used, uh, you know, extensively in, in countries like New Zealand where dairy expansion has, has, you know, kind of pioneered the way for what may happen in this country. And um, forestry is at about 11% of, of the land use in Ireland, which is still below target. So the target there is about 17 or 8, 18%. So, you know, I recently had John Casey down at a few of my KT group meetings now. And, and you know, there's, there's a bit of interest in forestry, I suppose, with the whole Brexit situation and the uncertainty of the beef trade and all that. 
um, forestry may have a role for for uh, a lot of farmers, and uh, the information is available at these clinics with John. And John is also prepared to go out to farms, you know, and do a number of visits in a locality if there are a number of farm number of farmers interested in forestry, and and you know, give them independent advice as to whether they should go ahead with a plantation or not, or, or how they should go about. It. So, those clinics would be very useful indeed. And not to forget to remind our listeners about two very important education information evenings. Two evenings pointing out how you can avail of various education courses like the Green Cert, etc. Wednesday, 23rd of January at 7pm in the Chagas McCroom office. Further details from Mr Pat Flannery, McCroom office of Chagas at 026 416040 and the following day Thursday 24th 6pm the Chagas office in Skibbereen further information there from Mr Mort Fitzgerald at 028 21 that's Mort Fitzgerald 028 21 Thursday 24th 6pm Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Michael Connolly, Dry Stock Advisor and Environmental Lead Advisor with Chagas Skibbereen. Thank you, John. Welcome to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk Programme, Mr. Joe Healy, IFA National President. Joe, you addressed one of the regional meetings held in McCroom on Wednesday, 16th of January. Of course, this meeting set up by Munster Regional Chairman, Mr. John Coughlin. Joe, what were some of the key issues discussed at the meeting? This is one of, one of a, a range of meetings that we're having around the country, about 10 meetings in all, to talk to the farmers on the ground in relation to the CAP proposals and the ANC review. And I suppose as an organisation, we want to gather the views of the farmers. Uh, even la- the, during the week in McCroom, you had all types of farmers, I suppose. You know, you, there were dairy farmers, hill farmers, sheep farmers, beef farmers, um, and probably a, a few tillage farmers there as well. And like there are a lot of differing views. Uh, we outlined the proposals as they are at the moment, and it was similar with the ANC, outlined the ANC, the results of the ANC review and highlighted some of the areas that were included in the new review for the first time and some of those that were unlucky enough to be left out this time round. So thereafter followed uh, a great discussion and it was a great constructive meeting uh, chaired by John Coughlin, the Munster Regional Chair, with um, Corny Buckley, the, the West Cork chair there as well. So, and we're in Corrin Mart on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock for the other regions in Cork. So we, we, we hope to see another good crowd there. And look, obviously, John, on any night like that, um, the issues will break out into other issues as well. And, um, you know, there was incredible discussion for probably two hours. And I suppose the real basis there was that there was a good turnout. I believe the turnout was very good and that in itself showed at least people had an interest because we really should be keeping ourselves bang up to date with what's happening regarding Brexit and hopefully, hopefully steering away from that uh, catastrophe, the Armageddon of a no-deal business. And I suppose that's one of the other areas that I was referring to, John, even though the meetings are primarily uh, to discuss the CAP and the ANC. Um, none of them have finished or gone near finishing without uh, the Brexit being discussed. And this was the first of our meetings since the, the Brexit vote last Tuesday night, which was overwhelmingly defeated uh, for the deal that was on the table. But 
we were there, my, myself and the Director General were in London last uh, Tuesday for that vote and we met with the UK Farm Unions and we also met with a number of the politicians from across the different parties and I suppose if you were to take any chink of light out of it and some people might say you're clutching at straws, while it was very clear that there wasn't any sort of a majority for the deal being proposed, it was also very clear that there's definitely no political majority or no political will for a no-deal situation. Because I think even from a food point of view, they're only 60% self-sufficient for food. We saw last March in the snow how quickly, within two days, the shelves started running empty here. They're only 60% self-sufficient in food, so it would take very little time for the shelves to run empty there. And nine out of the top 10 countries that they import food from are within the EU. So while the EU needs the UK, the UK also needs the EU. So hopefully this cross-party consensus that's now on the table, uh, that that will gain momentum and that it will achieve a result. And that could mean that we might need an extension to Article 50. But if we do need to go beyond the 29th of March deadline, so be it. Let's go beyond it. If that means that it increases our chances of getting the you know, the least worst Brexit, because it's so important to Ireland. Like, I, I think last week's figures from Board B in relation to our exports, John, highlighted that despite the huge amount of work that's done by Board B and the Minister and the Department of Agriculture to build up markets, our markets in other countries, our exports to the UK last year actually increased by 2% from 35 to 37% of our total exports when compared with the year before. So it highlights the huge reliance and importance of the UK market for, for Irish, Irish agri-products. It's a two-way trade, uh, quite substantially. In your press release issued after the meeting with the UK Farmers mm. Organisation, I think was it two billion or more we import from the UK in terms so, of foodstuffs? Yes, John, ac- actually we export 5.2 billion euros worth of agri-food products to the UK, but we actually import... 4.1 billion euros worth of product. So, you know, we're very, we're, and when I highlighted that at the meeting with the farm unions in London, it was one of the things that really took them aback. They, they weren't aware that we were importing nearly that much at all. So, like, we're importing four-fifths of what we're exporting to them in value-wise. So, you know, we're an important market for them. Plus the fact that I mentioned already that nine out of the top ten countries that the UK import foods from are in the EU, but seven out of the top 10 countries that they export agri-food products to are within the EU. So, you know, the EU is an incredibly important market for the, for the UK. We export 50% of our beef product to the UK. It's our main market, and we have really no market for cheddar cheese, only for the UK. 82% of the UK's total cheddar cheese comes from Ireland. Um, we see the number of pigs that we send north of the border every week 400,000 and every one of them uh, there's a similar amount of lambs coming south of the border for further processing even and there was a commissioner hogan i heard say it about a year ago that the milk that goes into the bailey's cream five times that goes back and forth across the border from once it leaves the farmer's yard until it's in the the bottle of bailey's cream so incredible integration between the UK and Ireland. And, 
you know, something that we have always said we want the closest possible trading relationship to be maintained between the EU and the UK and also for that UK market to be maintained because there's no point in we having access into a UK market if they have the ability to go off and pursue a cheap food policy and do trade deals with South American countries where the cost of production and the standards are a lot lower than what they are here in the UK or across Europe. And in the journal, fellow O'Neill Markets Specialist points out if if the worst came to the worst, Irish beef prices could plummet to a catastrophic two euro fifty a kg. That's if uh, WTO tariffs of seven hundred and eighty euro for a typical three hundred and fifty kg carcass were to be applied if they went for the WTO. So that's just further motivation for us. We hope there'll be it, it, no crash out. We, but that's motivation for us to make sure there won't be a crash out. And I think that that should be motivation enough. But um, like I want to um, get across very clearly that that's really if the worst, the very worst, came to the very worst, and we're not, we're not there. And we're very, we'd be very hopeful that there will be some sort of a, um, a deal done that, like, before we left London on Wednesday morning, there was already strong talk involving three of the prominent ministers over there, uh, strong talk about trying to get cross-party consensus on a, a, a deal that would be, have, be moving a lot closer to what the EU would uh, accept. And they were even kind of mooting a point that it would need to move close enough that would uh, do away with the need for a backstop. So, you know, that sort of talk was very positive now in the immediate aftermath. So I'd be hopeful that we it, uh, it mightn't happen before the 29th of March. And if it doesn't, and if they go with the bones of a deal to the EU, uh, that the EU sees a bit of merit in and a bit of hope in, I think that they won't be found wanting in relation to the postponing the date out for another, it could be three months, it could be more. Speaking to Mr Joe Healy, IFA President, please remind us when the next open farmers meeting is taking place to discuss the cap budget and make sure ANC funding is restored. In Corn Mart on Wednesday night next at, uh, at 8 o'clock and it's very important to explain the ANC review to people and explain how they can appeal if they've lost out and also to explain the proposals as they are and to get the views on what people feel about those proposals in in um, relation to CAP. So, and I just want to point out that after London, we went on to Brussels and we met with Commissioner Hogan to highlight the absolute need that regardless of what hope we have in relation to getting a deal, there's definitely a need for detail to start emerging in relation to support for the agri-sector and particularly the beef sector because the uncertainty is having a very damaging effect uh, on beef farmers and their incomes. Thank you very much indeed for taking time from your extremely busy schedule, Mr Joe Healy, IFA President. Thank you, Joe, very much indeed. Thank you, John. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls. A very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Trusted by generations of farmers. Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Putting your animal nutrition needs first. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 